Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thanks, as always, for joining in to have another discussion here with me about uh, about the market, about uh, some preconceived notions that we have of what the market is, uh, a lot of different news updates from uh, a lot of different trending companies. And, uh, you know, as always, if you're looking to get started, I do have some links in the description to help uh, get you going. There are some offers from Webull right now, and uh, we are going to be uh, resuming the investing challenge for 2023. We're going to talk about that more in the second half of the show. But uh, yeah, so we've got uh, a lot of different news today. As uh, you know, the market opens, we are finally seeing a little bit of green out there. It has been a while. But uh, yeah, we've got uh, GE actually separated part of their healthcare business. So that is now trading under the ticker GEHC. So if you look at your GE shares and see that they're down 20 some percent, know that uh, you probably got or will be getting GEHC shares also in your portfolio should you have already owned that one uh, as well. So they're trying to unlock a little bit of value there by separating into three segments of the business. And this is part of the spinoff that's happening right now. Um, So we've also got... uh, uh, Salesforce ticker CRM announcing 10% of job cuts from their 73,000 employees. So a little bit over 7,000 employees will be cut, uh, which is sending that one higher this morning by about 4% last I looked. Let's take a quick look. I don't want to jump the gun too quick on that one. Uh, yeah, we're up about 3.4%. So I'll uh, I'll take that there. But uh, a lot of different fears out there from uh, losing a couple co-CEOs over the past few years. Uh, other uh, forces at play being Amazon and uh, Microsoft are challenging some of their business as well. So some definite fears and a little bit of U-turns from uh, some of the long-term investors and uh, analysts on this one. But uh, I'm still holding and uh, ultimately waiting to see what this turnaround story and uh, the new co-CEO, if they are going to find one. Uh, I'm not sure if that has been done yet or not. Uh, Mark Benioff has been looking, I know. But uh, ultimately, we're waiting to see what the the next couple quarters bring for Salesforce, but also all the other companies as uh, uh, Q1 earnings are going to be coming out in the next few weeks. We are ultimately waiting to see what those numbers look like uh, going forward. We have had some uh, downside revisions Some people saying it's not enough and we really need to wait for further downside uh, moves. And that could really be a a big demise to the stock market if we do get more uh, negative earnings in Q1. Uh, Then we've got uh, Chewy. They are opening a uh, new fulfillment centers around the country to control their costs and raise efficiency. Uh, And I think also uh, I've seen a couple of people say that uh, Petco uh, have been on... uh, a lot of watch lists for stocks that should be performing well this year. Uh, low single-digit growth, but uh, I, I do think that those companies should stand the test of time as uh, people are going to still need to feed all their animals. And, uh, you know, all the healthcare costs and everything, all the medications that come along with it, those costs are still going to be going up. But uh, ultimately, people are going to need to or want to or willing to buy these uh, these products 
at whatever the cost is for their animals. That's uh, kind of how it goes in that animal front. People are willing to spend. So uh, another potential uh, winner for the year could be that type of space as well. Uh, we've got Disney with a, a lot of pressure on them right now to sell ESPN and ABC this year as uh, a lot of their activist investors are really looking to unlock some more value there and really free up some cash and really focus on that core business. So uh, as I'm looking at this one, Disney, where are we right now? We are sitting up about 2% today at $90.84. And yeah, this one definitely needs to get back on track. We've, we've definitely had some problems over the past year. And ultimately, I really think that this one will be doing better within the next year, year and a half, as uh, they reinstate a dividend, get back to that uh, kind of regular path that they've been on in years past. That's really been detracted in the past couple uh, years here. But um, yeah, so that one is uh, going through some changes, but ultimately, I think they will come out uh, on top on this one. But uh, yeah, we've got the Chevron CVX. They closed the acquisition of Beyond Six, and they had previously announced that they were buying that. And uh, Beyond Six is a carbon reduction specialist company, so looking to reduce their carbon footprint. And it makes sense for Chevron to be looking to buy a company that uh, specializes in that, as everyone's looking to go green and cut carbon emissions. Uh, it really makes sense that they partner or buy uh, a company like Beyond Six in order to do that. So uh, some different moves there that I thought might be uh, beneficial to you as we are looking at uh, this market on the second trading day of the year. Now, if we rewind a little bit, we will know that uh, this time last year was the peak of the Dow. It was uh, last year on January 4th that I think we hit uh, 37 something thousand. I don't have that exact number, but I know that uh, the January 4th was that peak. So when we're looking at that, um, let's see where we were. I'll try to get a rough number. And yeah, 36.9 was on uh, January 5th of 22. So probably right at uh, right at 37,000, I'm going to call it. Uh, anyhow, now we are down to 33,000. So we have definitely had a sell off in the Dow over that time frame, albeit this one has held up the best of all the major uh, indexes. You know, the Dow being down, uh, I believe it was 8% on the year, SP down 19% on the year, and the NASDAQ being down around 31% on the year. So we've talked a lot about uh, some of the main companies that we really have been looking at over the past uh, 12 months. And, uh, you know, we're looking at Amazon, we're looking at Apple, Microsoft, Google, Tesla, we're looking at all of those. And one of the things that we have noticed is those stocks have sold off the most, right? We've got uh, Tesla down 65%. Uh, we've got Nvidia down 50%. Amazon down 49.6%. Uh, Google 39%. So some major, major losses, even, you know, Apple down 26.8% major losses there. At the same time, we've got uh, you know Chevron up 53%. We've got Exxon up 80%. Now, those are not normal moves for the market. We normally don't see uh, you know, oil rally 80% in a year. Uh, normally, you know, a, a good year on oil is 7, 8, 
roughly. That would be a nice year with those dividends that you're normally getting on oil stocks. So I kind of wanted to take a look as to what the market does and really where that money goes. I had a question about uh, you know what happens to the money of uh, Amazon when it goes from you know two hundred dollars down to ninety dollars. Where does that money go? And really, it's just a placeholder. Uh, it's really just you know what the market is willing to pay for it at that given point in time, based on future projections, based on present value, based on a lot of different things that are out there. And one of the different things that I, I kind of could relate this to was uh, either a grocery store or selling Christmas trees. Uh, you know, at the beginning of December, if the, someone has a bunch of Christmas trees on their lot and they can sell them for, say, $100 for this example, and they're selling out of them, you know, by December 5th, uh, you know, they're going to raise those prices because they have more demand and say they can't get more trees, they're going to raise those prices um, simply because they're going to run out of trees. And, you know, that's pretty much what they're going to have to do. The demand is too high for the supply that they currently have. Now, in the same light, if they aren't selling any trees and they have a bunch of them left over on Christmas Eve, they're going to lower those prices. You know, they're going to do whatever they can to get rid of them, maybe 50 bucks, 20 bucks, really whatever they can do to get rid of these trees so they don't have to take them to the dump or haul them away. Uh, pretty much the same as what's happened with a lot of the stock market, right? We've had these major names sell off and that money doesn't really go anywhere when uh, a Christmas tree company is looking to sell the trees for a hundred and they, you know, they go down to $50. It's just a, a less of a margin or a loss on their balance sheet. Now, similar to uh, Amazon, if you're looking to buy Amazon at 200 and now it's a hundred dollars, you know, it doesn't mean that that uh, hundred dollars went to the stock market, went to the New York stock exchange or Amazon took the money. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means what you bought is now worth less. Uh, conversely, if you know you bought it at 200 and now it's worth 350, now it's simply just worth more. So yes, you have more money, but it's really just a placeholder for what those shares represent in the amount of dollars. It's uh, really not that the money's gained or lost. It's simply that the shares in the company is worth more and you own those pieces of paper that say you would be entitled to that at that current dollar amount. So uh, kind of similar to um, the other thought I had was, you know, if you are at the grocery store and you're shopping and apples are $3 a pound, you drop an apple and, you know, now it's not worth $3 a pound. They're damaged, they're you know, rotten, anything like that. They might be worth 50 cents. They might be worth a dollar. That money isn't just gone. It's not like you drop the apple and dollars or coins fall out of the apple. It's not like the money just disappears. You just have damaged goods. That's pretty much what uh, Amazon, Google all look like right now. They are damaged goods in the eyes of the stock market currently for a lot of the current conditions, for a lot of the, the lack of uh, money out there, for uh, the slowing spending, for a lot of different things that we have seen over the past 12 to even 18 months. Now, at the same time, you've got uh, Exxon going up 80%. Now, that's not normal, as I said. Part of the thing here is, you know, they came from such low numbers in 2020 and 21, uh, oil basically being given away. It was an oversupply and no demand out there. People weren't going as many places. And now it came back so much higher. They hadn't made as much in uh, 21. Uh, OPEC was cutting production. A lot of different things were at play where the money that, uh, or the, the price that they were able to sell oil for was much, much higher. 
So they were able to make a lot more money in the stock market, saw that as a lot of different growth drivers. The wind was at their back uh, versus, you know, Amazon was really had some headwinds. So we're, we're looking at uh, some big movements in these names. Now, I don't know that I, and, I, and I've said this, and I'll probably say this again, energy is probably safe in the near term, right? We've seen uh, Chevron, uh, Diamondback Energy coming down a bit. We've seen a lot of these midstream companies coming down a little bit, but I think that they are going to be fairly stable for uh, 2023. I don't know that they are going to just take off running again. I really don't see that. I think they've got a little bit too much of a, a run already. Now, this might be a little bit more of a trader mentality, but I don't know that you're going to get these massive runs in these stocks right now. Now, I have said that they should stand up right for this immediate time frame. As long as oil is north of $70 a barrel, we should be able to make money in these stocks or they should be able to hold up well. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to have these percentage gains in the, the share prices simply because of, you know, numbers still look decent. It was really they were oversold. They had, um, you know, more supply, no demand. And now we have completely the opposite. We have uh, more demand, less supply. So kind of similar to what is happening on the inverse on the other side of the equation in tech names, we're seeing in the oil names, we're seeing in some healthcare names. More so oil because, you know, we really weren't traveling where healthcare, we still had to have healthcare during the pandemic. So, yes, that one might survive a little bit better, probably a little bit smoother of a ride versus oil. But I just wanted to kind of point out the fact that uh, it doesn't really, the dollars don't really go anywhere. You're just having more people running to the oil stocks as things look better over there, different side of the, uh, of the fence, if you will. And really, the tech side just looks, you know, in a oblique position right now with the current uh, state of the economy and everything else that's at play with, uh, you know, higher interest rates, lower demand for laptops, phones, uh, anything tech related right now. Now, that being said, I am still looking to buy tech, especially uh, after some of the earnings numbers come out. We will ultimately see if we're going to bottom out or if things are going to get worse. But uh, in the next few weeks, when those numbers are coming in, we'll know how Apple looks. We'll know how Amazon looks. We'll see what uh, ultimately happens with Tesla. Uh, I know some of their del delivery numbers were light. They came in about 3% under their projection for the quarter, but that was still up 18% over the previous quarter, Q3. Uh, so, you know, if you look at that at a yearly rate, that's 72% growth on a yearly rate. If we can maintain 18% quarter over quarter growth. Yes, there's a lot of other factors at play in Tesla as well. I've kind of highlighted that to death, so I won't bore you guys with that too much. But when we're looking at these other names, when I'm looking at Google or Apple, Microsoft, I do think that they are uh, opportunities right now and that there's a lot of good companies that are getting cheap. Now, I don't want to jump the gun and continue to buy these as you know other people are not. And you're going to be catching that falling knife where these companies are still going down. So I would like to see a reversal. I would uh, really like to see some of these names come back up a bit higher or some of the, the values get deeper before I really dive in. You know, I'm looking at Microsoft. There's a PE of 25.8. Uh, I think that one's right in line with the five-year average. Apple, 
I believe I looked this one up yesterday. I believe we were 8% off of their five-year average on their PE. Currently, we're sitting at 20 uh, and a half on the PE of Apple. Uh, so ideally, if this one got down to the mid-teens, 16, 17, I think that's a no-brainer right now. It is not a screaming buy for me, but a lot of different analysts have said this could be a great stock to own for this year. Uh, someone just came out and lowered the price target, but still issued a buy. And uh, could have been Wedbush because that one is now at 175. And I know the price target was lowered from 200 to 175. So I'm looking at Wedbush as a 175, Tigris Financial at a 210, Evercore at 190, JP Morgan at 190. So definitely still seeing some uh, some buys here on Apple with uh, price targets about $50 uh, higher than where we're currently sitting represents about 38% of upside. Uh, so truth be told, that's, uh, you know, if we look at the NASDAQ in a whole over the past year being down 31%, this is really only up 7% over the falls that we had last year in the NASDAQ. And uh, I think we could possibly get there within 12 months. I don't know that we're going to see it right now. I think we're going to have to have some positivity on iPhone sales, production around the world, uh, moving to India, getting chips from uh, Taiwan Semi. We're going to have to have all those things line up in order to see that price target of 175 be an actual number. But uh, yeah, definitely just some things I want you to think about that the money doesn't evaporate. It doesn't just fall out of these stocks or go to someone else. It's simply just what the value is at that given point in time. So, uh, you know, in Apple, I'm not looking to sell. Uh, if anything, I would be looking to buy at this point. Uh, I don't think that we have a whole bunch of money to go down. And uh, ultimately, I would just like to see a couple sustained green days and maybe move up, uh, you know, maybe above 135 and to actually see it hold those lines or even maybe 140 looking at some of the charts here uh, to really know that we are in a reversal and it might be a little bit safer. But that would also come after earnings and knowing that production numbers and everything is looking healthy in the company. So that's what I got there. Uh, hopefully that answers a couple of questions as to what the market does, uh, where your money goes, and really you're just exchanging your dollars for paper. And then that paper is represented back in dollars. But at any given point in time, if you own the shares, uh, that's currently just what it's representing. So it doesn't really mean that you lost money. It just means that the, the company is worth less in the current climate that we are in. Uh, so there's been a lot of that this past year in a lot of the major names, and uh, it's definitely painful. But going forward, I do think that we're going to see some good values in a lot of the main names that we've been talking in the tech space. And I think there's going to be a lot of good buys coming up within the first half of the year. So I am waiting for, uh, you know, one for earnings, two for a little bit of money to be coming in on my end. And then three, really just trying to uh, dollar cost average in over this first half of the year and uh, continue to buy into Q3, Q4, if I still think that we are at a good price point. Do not want to be chasing these stocks, and I really don't want to see you doing that either. You know, If we do get the 175, we're going to have to really uh, reevaluate where Apple's going, if there's going to be any more upside, and really what things look like there. So really, just take your time, do your due diligence, really do your research before you enter into any name. And, uh, you know, as always, this is not financial advice. This is just what I'm seeing out there. 
And, uh, you know, the NASDAQ being down 31% looks like you're getting into a lot of value territory, even though we came from some prices that were uh, abnormally high, price to sale basis, PE, uh, everything else, all those different numbers were looking higher than they should have been. So yes, we had a correction. Maybe it overcorrected, maybe it didn't. But uh, I do think that some of these stocks are getting into value territory. So that's what I got on that front. We're going to talk uh, some investing challenge news. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some other things I'm seeing out there uh, right when I get back. So stick around. All right, guys, we are back here. And uh, as always, I do have links in the description to help get you started. If uh, this new year has you wanting to save or invest more money, uh, I do have links to help get you going with uh, E-Trade, Crypto.com, Webull, and uh, Binance, Binance.us. Uh, so those have done well for me. I am doing most of my trading over there in E-Trade. I do use Webull for the fractional shares, and that keeps it easy to invest $200 per week. As we did all 2022, we are going to continue that same amount for 23. Now, I put out a poll on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. Uh, basically, ideas for the 2023 investing challenge. Were we going to keep it at five weekly stocks? Were we going to do uh, weekly S&P uh, buys of the uh, VOO or SPY? Were we going to pick one stock a week? Were we going to vote weekly on two to three names, dollar cost average in the names that we already own? Uh, and the majority of people are saying five weekly stocks, but also we have some interest into dollar cost averaging into names we already own and a weekly vote of two to three names. Now, in my opinion, uh, I do like the five stocks. I feel like it gives me a good bit of uh, talking points as to what we can do, where I'm looking. Sometimes it's tough to pick five. Sometimes I really like three in a given week. Uh, so I think what I'm going to end up doing here, and uh, I did post on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. I did buy VOO yesterday on the third. That was my first buy. I went ahead and just bought that. Uh, so being down 19%, I thought, you know, we've, we might have a rough year this year too, but I'm at least going to start uh, buying into the S&P. So that's what I did week one of 23 was VOO. Now, going forward, like I said, sometimes five is tough. Uh, sometimes I really want to do three names. You know, I, I really want to buy one of those three. And there's a reason why the other two might just be filler. You know, sometimes the other two names don't get any votes in a given week. And uh, sometimes it's really just between two stocks or even there's just a clear runaway winner with uh, with the votes. So some of it's going to be dollar cost averaging into names that I know and love because that's kind of my sweet spot as to the ones that I talk about the most, the ones I know about the most. Uh, if there's names that you're interested in and you want to see them battle it out against other names that uh, either you have on your mind or you know names that I have on, on my radar, please feel free to let me know what names. That way I can do a little bit of research, see if they're worthwhile, see if it's worth buying into. Uh, you know, even what the projection looks like for 23 and beyond. You know, like I said, I don't know that I really want to go crazy heavy on oil right now uh, with the fact that it's up 81%. Is it going to continue climbing? Uh, I don't know. I think it might stall out and we might uh, land somewhere in the middle. Uh, and that could be a better time for me to want to buy when uh, the dividends are a little bit higher, the price is uh, 
of entry is a little bit lower. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some other names that have done the same thing for me. So another thing I want to do this year is be a little bit more transparent. Um, I know I kind of tell you about my portfolio, but I really want to break down why I'm buying or selling or really what I'm looking at. And uh, one of the stocks that I just put a uh, limit sell order on was Caterpillar. Now, uh, if you've been here a while, you know that Caterpillar was the first stock that I've ever bought. Uh, and I was telling people that I was buying this one in the 180, 190 range. Now up at 240, I think at my limits at 243 to go ahead and sell about 10% of my shares. Uh, why am I doing that? Well, really, I think a lot of the uh, euphoria is coming out of some of the build back better. Some of the different things, the construction, we've got uh, uh, a lot of different people slowing their building. And uh, yes, we do still have mining. But uh, as I said, this one has just run up too much for me in that given point of time, uh, kind of along with people getting into industrials, getting out of tech. And uh, I think that this one has a uh, room left to go up higher. But I do think that that some of that money could be better invested for me into other names. Uh, some of those tech names we were talking about, some of them that are uh, higher dividend names, whether it's uh, regular monthly income from a company like Realty Income, REITs that might you know serve me better in one way or another, or uh, some just other high yielding companies. So I am looking at uh, maybe buying some more Blackstone, maybe getting some more uh, dividends in different months that I am low in. Uh, typically speaking, January, April, 147 and 10, uh, July and October would be lower months for me on that dividend front. So while uh, December is uh, my best month or 3, 6, 9, 12 are my best paying months for dividends, uh, I do want to have a little bit more through the the January and February months as well. So I want to space out some of those dividends to have a little bit more being reinvested every month and not have such an outlier in only four months. So I'm looking at that as an option. I'm looking at some more dividends uh, as an option, but also looking at tech plays that I can build a position in while things are down. Uh, you know, a lot of different things. I was just quickly looking. Uh, and a lot of those names I'm, I'm seeing were peaked at uh, January 4th, January 5th. Now, one of those names was Home Depot. That was one that just kind of came up on my radar right now is wonder what Home Depot is looking like. Uh, and it did peak at uh, $414 January 5th of 22. Now, it dropped all the way down to 264 in June. Uh, now we're sitting at 317. So this one's been a roller coaster ride. I thought, you know, it might have a, a couple, a little bit of legs to run here um, from people not really looking to buy as much. We do have um, interest rates continuing to climb. We had mortgage rates drop or mortgage application rates drop. Sorry, I believe 12% in uh, the last quarter Q4 or in December of 22. So maybe people are going to be putting that money into fixing where they're at versus moving somewhere else. That was kind of a thought I had. Uh, but analysts say about 9% upside, uh, high price of 400, low of 280. So a wide range here, not one that's a screaming buy. PE is in the upper teens, I believe. But when I flip over to lows, 
Uh, you got a little bit more upside on this one, about 17% upside on lows. And that one could be a uh, potential at uh, 19 times earnings, still getting 2% dividend, but you have a little bit more upside protection there. So those names kind of caught my eye a bit. I don't know that they're screaming buys, so I'm not really rolling into those. Uh, again, some of those consumer staple stocks might be where I might tuck away some money uh, in order to really ride out whatever happens next. Uh, but in my research on Home Depot, I saw that uh, PayPal was actually looking fairly stable in this one metric uh, between Etsy, Nike, and Home Depot stores. Yes, PayPal had fallen about 62% last year, but um, we are looking at uh, stabilization in people using PayPal at three, these three stores. So Apple Pay had been a problem for PayPal, but uh, it's looking like PayPal is finally stabilizing in at least these three companies that uh, uh, they take payments at. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking for any kind of stability in the PayPal name. Uh, the person who was doing the reporting on this was uh, from, where are they? From Barron's and also from Mizuho. And they are saying that the price target of 105 uh, still implies about a 39% gain of that price of 75.80 from, I believe this might be from, uh, it's actually from today, 8.57 a.m. Now, I don't know that I'm rushing out to buy PayPal either, but I do like the name. I will continue to build a position, but it is not an all-in bet for me. So I am looking at all the different options out there. I do want to build cash though. Uh, if I can build cash from some of these winners that have done well for us, I will take that money and then wait for those opportunities after we have earnings. So having a little bit more cash on the sideline can certainly be your friend. Uh, sometimes, you know, you have to sell off a little bit here or there, things that have run up too much in order to be able to buy some of these other opportunities that you see, especially if you don't already have a ton of cash on the sideline. As I've said before, I'm a little cash strapped at the moment with different uh, tax bills that I have to pay and uh, just being a slower season for me in general. So that's really what I'm looking to do. I really want to build that cash. I really want to look for deep value, regardless of it's uh, traditionally a value stock with a low uh, PE ratio or just a high growth stock that I feel like it still has a bright future in front of it, but ultimately is trading down now on some of the different news that's out there. So that's uh, some of the things that I'm seeing and uh, some of the ways that I'm looking to build my position. But I really want to know what you guys think. Is uh, you know the investing challenge, is that helpful? Is there stocks that you do have uh, an interest in that you really want to see what, what other people think? Is it really going to be a, a solid buy? Uh, do you really need help doing homework on these different names? Are the different ratios confusing to you? Or is there something that I can help you with really get to your investing goals for 2023. And if there is, uh, I'd really like uh, some comments as to what those goals are, how you plan to get there, and uh, really what it's going to take. So that's what I got for you guys on this one. It is a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, I will be back on Monday. We are going to start the investing challenge for 2023, even though I did already buy uh, that VOO $200 worth on the 3rd. Uh, I will be back with some different names and we're going to vote on those and see where this takes us. 
But uh, please do um, go ahead and share the podcast. Invite others to join the Facebook group if you're on there. If not, please join up and uh, be ready to get your votes in for 2023. I do want to see where this one takes us. Hopefully this uh, down 14% that we've been facing uh, does start to roll up higher. And I do want to point out that I will be buying in the same portfolio. Uh, I have not sold any of those stocks. And we will ultimately see where we go from a minus 14 at the end of 22 to the end of 2023. So that's what I got for you guys. Please get over there, uh, follow along, share it up, and uh, make sure to vote well, after I put the uh, poll out on either Sunday or Monday. That's what I'm looking at right now. So thanks as always, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.